Right, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome to the show Maisie Adams. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Good, um, good. Obviously, you're in the middle of your tour at the moment, um, coming to Southampton yeah. uh, relatively soon. Uh, it's buzzed. It's a big tour. 32 dates, if I've counted up yeah. correctly. Yeah, and we're, we're adding more in the new year. We're just sort of finalising. It's, it's a weird time at the moment, Simon, because everybody is on tour or trying to be on tour yeah. after the last 18 months like nobody's been able to do it so suddenly everybody if there's a spare day in a venue's diary we are like we're like dogs with with food we're just <laughs> all around it we're like oh i'll have it i'll have it which is why when you look at everybody's tour date it's so annoying when you put out your tour dates and people immediately like reply on twitter they'll go oh who's planned that you know you're going to exeter and then the next day it's glasgow and you're like Honestly, it's just that Glasgow was free that day. <laughs> and if I don't take it that day, I don't go to Glasgow because every man and his dog is trying to gig. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a zigzagging around the country. It's everywhere. Um, but, yeah, we've got 30-odd booked in at the moment. And then hopefully uh, we're going to get some more in at the start of 2023. Um, but it's my first proper, like, big tour. Yeah. So it's it's really exciting. It's really lovely. Um, obviously, this show has just done a whole month at the Edinburgh Fringe, which is kind of like the first place that you get to sort of see who turns up, if anybody. Like, you <laughs> don't know. Do you know what I mean, though? Seriously, I was like, oh, God, I don't know. Because it's quite weird. I think I don't want to say I thrived in a pandemic, but certainly, <laughs> like, I started to get quite a fair bit of telly and stuff in a pandemic i don't know what that says about me that <laughs> i can only do well career-wise when everything else is shut down yeah. it's quite sadistic um but it was like the first time i got to see what sort of audience would come who would come um and i was so chuffed like the audience my audience it turns out are absolute legends are really nice people I love the show. Obviously, it's the first time as well that reviewers come to the show. So it's nice to have it officially approved as a good <laughs> show. Not that it should matter, but it's nice when um, some journalist comes along and whacks four or five stars on it. That always helps with the old self-esteem. Um, so then taking it out on the on the road and, 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 you know, taking it to people who've been brilliant enough to, to, to want to buy a ticket and, and you know, spend their evening coming and watching comedy that's exactly who i want to spend my evenings with so it's just been a real pleasure to be going to all of these places and, yeah. and seeing all of these people and, and doing the show for them it's great there's a, there's a there's a line in your press release which says that your first ever gig you did an hour is that really true yeah yeah that's insane uh, i know i've spoken about this before but basically like so where I grew up, it was very, very rural and there wasn't really a start like Leeds is my nearest city, but really, you know, there was, there was no, that was a good sort of 40 minute drive into, into town where I was, was a very small village. Um, that I always sort of say, if you need to picture it, like imagine sort of Vicar of Dibley or this country <laughs> kind of vibes, average age was like 112. Um, so trying to start stand up comedy there. There was no open mic scene at yeah. all. So my first gig was actually a fringe of a literature festival, the Ilkley Literature Festival, which is like a big book festival. <laughs> they they also did this like fringe where they were like, oh, we want local, 
you know artists doing stuff you can apply and you can do poetry or you could do a play or you could do dance or something basically like what's your talent apply yeah. <laughs> and i filled it in and was like i oh, fancy doing stand-up comedy so i just i just sort of gave it a go and said uh yeah can i apply for a spot please and they came back they were like yeah thursday uh nine till 10 p.m <laughs> so but i didn't think that that was weird simon i was like oh okay great because when i'd gone to go and watch comedy when i'd gone into leeds to watch you know um these big you know i remember going to see like lee mack in sheffield or yeah. Uh, Lee Evans in Leeds, and and when I when I would go and see these comedians bring their shows, they're doing at least an hour, like I'm going to be doing in in yeah. Southampton. Like that's, it, it was normal to me, so I didn't think it was didn't think it was weird until I then I did it, got the buzz for it, like absolutely adored it. I was straight away hooked on it, and I was like sending sending off for spots at these other open mic nights, and they'd go, yeah, yeah, have you got? Have you got a video? We'd like to see a five-minute clip, and I'd go. I've got an hour. I could be dropboxing them. This thing that'd be taking up all the memory on the laptop. So um, yeah, I didn't clock it was weird until all of these promoters would be like, "Sorry, you've been going one week, and you've got an hour." I'd go, yeah. What? What's the matter? Do you remember your opening line? God, no. It was like a one-liner. It, it. Oh God, it would have been like a. I think I thought like, oh, I'll get like five jokes out that were just like one-liner jokes. Because I, I think that's what Peter Kay used to do. And I used to love Peter Kay. Yeah. He'd tell like five naff jokes, like proper Christmas crackers, just to be like, come on, loosen up. Here you go. So it would have been all of the, like, I can't, I can't even, it would have been so bad. Like, <laughs> so you know, what goes ha, 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 thud, a man laughing his head off. That sort of level, like five of them. And then I'd have got into like anecdotal stuff. But I mean, I did have a clip of it, as I said, because I used to send it to promoters and I've got it somewhere. And I don't think I'll ever muster up the courage <laughs> to watch it back. But I remember the last time I did, I was like, I mean, it is an hour, but it's really a 10 minute set stretched over an hour. Yeah, I loved it. Were you not nervous at all? Because I've I've tried stand up and like doing five minutes is like the scariest thing. It's terrifying. Thing it's yeah. terrifying. And I remember I I remember feeling physically sick before going on. Um and was really, really nervous. And do you know what? I was having this conversation with somebody at Edinburgh because I, I was doing like a lineup show and we all had to do five it was a like a charity show and we were all doing five to seven minutes. And everybody on that bill was like, it was like me, it was John Bishop, it was Reese Nicholson, Jess Foster Q. Like it was, it was some, you know, really, really good names. And we were all saying five to seven minutes is way harder than when you get booked for like a 20. Because 20, it's like a marathon, not a sprint. And you warm them up and you sort of have time to get them on side. And I don't know. I, like, I feel a lot more comfortable doing a twenty-minute set at these. You know, when you go and do like your Fridays and Saturday nights yeah. in the in the clubs. Um, in fact, like that gig I was mentioning to you before before we came on air, as we were talking about that gig at the Wedge um, in Portsmouth, and I, I love that gig. And it's always just twenty minutes, and you get you, you crack on. I think if you asked me to do five minutes at the Wedge, I'd be way more nervous. Way more nervous. It's still terrifying. A five to seven minutes because you've just got to get straight in there and you can't be doing your ha ha thud jokes <laughs> if you're doing five minutes i mean you can me. you can but it'll be the last gig you do <laughs> obviously as well there's 
a big TV show which is ending this year, yeah. uh, which you have appeared on quite a bit, and obviously was it one of your first TV appearances? Mock the yeah, week. it was. It was. It was one of them. Yeah, um, and Mock the Week was was. I mean, that was the show that when I was a kid, I can remember I'd come home and I'd go up. We had this like family computer in in the living room, and I would get home and literally go straight onto YouTube and like type in Mock the Week and then like some of my favourite comedians' names or Mock the Week scenes we'd like to see. And just, I, I would just spend hours watching those like unlikely things to hear on or, yeah. or, or all of those. Um, it's been a huge part of, I guess, like my comedy, uh, to sound uh, at the risk of sounding very earnest here, but like my comedy education, like it was, it was really, really huge in, in terms of developing my love of comedy. So to to have ever thought that I'd even get on it once was wild. When yeah. I got booked for it the first time, I remember that feeling massive for me. And, and stepping onto that set that you've watched as a kid is a really sort of surreal moment. Um, and you're on and you're on with you know some of the names that you watched. You, you know Dara's there coming to you, and you're doing you're 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 going up to the mic following Hugh Dennis. It's it's all quite surreal. Um, and so, as I say, to, to have done it once would have would have felt really, I'd, I'd have felt really privileged to have done it. Um, to have ended up, I believe, somebody told me the other day that I am joint with Zoe Lyons on uh, uh, the second most uh, featured woman uh, on it. Angela Barnes, obviously, like storming ahead, yeah. number one. And then, um, so, so to have to have racked up certainly, you know, uh, uh, an impressive number. Uh, of of appearances um is 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 just a bonus really because it it's it, it it's meant that they've sort of approved me as as much as you know it, it, that they like me as much as as I've loved them and it's been a real joy being on that show and seeing all of like the new faces that have come up as well you know since I've been on it as well like they've they've started getting more of like I guess my generation of comics and it's been a fantastic platform for I think I think you know, when people talk about how they discover new comedy now, yes, it's, you know, we've got TikTok and Instagram reels and all of that, and they're, they're fantastic. Um, and I think it's been wonderful to see some of those comedians also come through um, on, on Mock the Week. And we'll always have shows that champion the sort of big names and best of British comedy yeah. um, that, are, that are established. But I think it is important to have these shows that make a point of of taking on new talent and uh, and showcasing it, and that's what they did for me, and, and I'll I'll sort of be eternally grateful for it. Really, I think it'll be really missed as well. It, oh yeah. What what I really noticed when I when you get booked for these different shows, you know, you can get booked for something, um, and it'll go out and people like it, and then you know you waiting to get the next one i remember with mock the week the engagement with it on twitter and that you know people really join in it feels like a real sort of um they've all got their private jokes and running gags throughout the series that people join in on and especially in the last few seasons where the audience were on zoom you see that people really <clears throat> really loved it and really felt part of this sort of family um that that mock has cultivated i think over over the over the years so i'll be sad to, i'll be sad to see it go and i'll and but but really i'm i'm sort of uh just just grateful to it and i just feel so 
sort of honoured to have been part of it because it's the, as I say it's the sort of thing that when I was a kid I would watch it but would never in a million years think of being on it yeah so okay yeah. you you draw a list of like legendary comedians that have been on oh I always forget that um uh John Oliver was on Mock the Week yeah That's yeah insane. it's mad it's mad that when you think of like, like about what some of them have gone on to do and uh, uh you know it it, it is it is massive, really, and it's gone through such massive sh- shifts as well. Um, like, uh, you know, when you look at some of the ones on the repeat channels now, and you look at them, and I think the the producers. Well, would say, I love the way you said repeat no channels. Just say, yeah, Dan. yeah, I know, I know. We know it's we, we know what we mean. We know what we mean. It could be GOLD. Could be GOLD. Thank you. Could be gold. But there's um, there, there's some episodes where you look at it and you're like. Oh God! That you know that these are uh, big names, but it was basically they visually it looked like my dad in seven different fonts, and then you look at it now and it's so much more sort of diverse and it's so much more uh, as we've seen championing of new talent of 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 women um, yeah. of of uh, you know people that are just sort of not one type of comedian, um, and I th- I hope that whatever you know either whatever fills that that gap on on bbc in that comedy slot or if if mock goes somewhere else that sort of spirit continues of of broadening the the comedy scene um in the uk you know dave love taking on uh, uh the old <laughs> comedy programs they do they do love it they do love it listen i won't knock dave dave I'm has not. started i dave love dave started to um that's why i said repeat channels because i think dave used to be like the home of yeah <laughs> the home of re- repetition but now they got like they've got some good they got some good original comedy on there hypothetical um, hypothetical Great. outsiders there's a lot of stuff on there taskmaster started yeah. on dave exactly see and that's see? a show that's an amazing show that's a show that's a show yeah yeah that's that's the one is that like so on, in terms of like tv shows to get on now is that one to aim for I think point. Taskmaster is a is a is a huge one that people you know, and I, I, I think like when I spoke about the community that Mock had, I think that's what we see now with shows like Taskmaster, um, and you see it a lot with podcasts as well. Like the, they cultivate the only the, the similar sort of reaction that I had to when I first did Mock was when I did Off Menu the podcast. Yeah where they've got like this real cultivated following that go with these running gags that go with these jokes. And I think, I think Taskmaster has that too, of, of, of a real dedicated audience that, that, that get really excited for each new season with each new cast and each new challenge. And yeah, I think, I think that is the one now that's, that's like, Oh, that'd be amazing to get on that. So obviously you're coming to Southampton 23rd of October at Mars. Yes. Wonderful venue. What can we actually expect from your tour? Because obviously, it's we've we've really only seen you on TV programs. You know, you get your little bits and everything. But what can we expect from like an hour from you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, basically, I think when I wrote this show, I just wanted to, I just wanted it to be really happy and really exciting. It's why it's called Buzzed. It's about all the things that I'm buzzed about, all the things that I'm looking forward to. I didn't want to look back and sort of moan or or, or or dissect the last 18 months as much as people go well it's something we've all been through together everybody's had such different experiences of it and i think um i think i mean i do joke about how sick we all are of talking about it yeah um 
and I, I think I think that that's quite relatable. And I think we all are ready now to just sort of start looking ahead, start looking forward. There's been so much for us to be down and out about that. Um, and there still I is. Just, I, yeah, and there still <laughs> is. So I kind of wanted to to give a show that was a bit of escapism. I think it's it's you know, I think it's important to have that that that. Um, that's what comedy always was for me was something that you could watch and just sort of oh, I'll enter this person's world for a bit and 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 laugh at the you know tiny stupid things of life that we all can laugh at whatever experience you've had um so I just wanted to 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 do a happy show really so it's it's optimistic it's upbeat it's uh it's happy and it's and it's good fun i really love doing the show you know doing it when you go up to the edinburgh fringe and you're doing it for 30 days in a row and you've basically got two weeks off before going on tour again where you're doing it every night it's got to be a show that you love because otherwise <laughs> you are going to get sick of it very very quickly and i can hand on heart say every day i was absolutely loving it i think the audience that i've been lucky enough to to to, to attract are really great people really nice people i've loved as well this last year i've been lucky enough to do tour support for some bigger comedians i've been the tour support for jason manford and josh widdicombe and john bishop and that's been hugely helpful of sort of seeing what sort of audience come to what sort of shows and uh what kind of thing they expect from a tour show because i've not really done that before so that sort of mixture of a bit of crowd work and then getting into the main show and and doing big venues as well that's the the big thing for me is you know I, 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 a lot of these venues are 300 400 seaters and so when they first said we're putting you on in these venues i thought are you mad <laughs> some of them there's like 500 city lead city varieties which is like my hometown one yeah. that's where i used to go and watch the pantomime every christmas when they said that, I said, are you mad? And then it's sold out. So it's it's really, really exciting. Um, Southampton, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited for. I've never been to Mast or Mast, as 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 you, you guys down south should say. I should say it how you say it. No, I'll say Mast. Southampton Mast. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited for it. Really, really excited. Um, and and I'm, I'm loving being on tour. It's great fun. Yeah, we're really, really looking forward to the gig as well. I've never seen you before. Obviously, I've only ever seen you on, on TV and things like that. So um, really looking forward to that. Um, I really should ask, as like, you know, this is a radio station that plays music. When you're touring, what do you listen to? Are you a podcaster or do you listen to playlists? I do like a pod. I do like a, a a podcast. It's quite nice to. I don't actually listen to a lot of um, comedy podcasts, though. I quite like sort of in-depth interview kind of stuff. Um, but really music is 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 where it's at for me i've got like a nice little playlist for when the audience are coming in i think that's hugely important is uh it is like getting the audience because it's kind of in there it's you know when you come into the theater and you sat down it's playing on in the background and you'll be talking to you know maybe with whoever you've come with uh or you'll be going through on your phone and stuff but it's still something in the background that i think should kind of reflect the nature of of your energy on on stage and your background so there's quite i always get very upbeat songs uh i like you know something that's a bit indicative of of me so i, I like a lot of arctic monkeys on there of course yes. 
being a Yorkshire lass. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm massively into Fontaine's DC. I love them. Really, really like that. And they do some great, um, they've got some great songs that are really like pumped up pre-show. Uh, and then I've got on my playlist, there's this band, they're called the Hot 8 Brass Band. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. They were featured in a lot of the um, like women's Euros and uh, in fact, and I think the men's Euros last year, uh, the sort of football um, advertising on there because they're kind of, um, they're like the sort of brass bands that go to football games. They're, they're, well, they're, they're originally, I think, like a New Orleans brass band, but they do covers and they, they did this one of um, Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. And it's really, really good. It's really sort of uh, kind of carnival season, summer, ro- proper brass. Uh, it's very in your face. I, re- I really, really like it. So that's on the playlist. Um, but I, lo- I love music I- and I've got quite an eclectic taste. Um, but before I go on stage, it's just got to be upbeat. That's all I yeah. need. Just upbeat music. Yeah. I love that. I love the fact you've got an eclectic taste because mine's very eclectic. I think the best shuffle I've ever had on a playlist was when my mum was in my car and it went from Take That to Slayer. and she did There we go. React. There we go. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I've kind of got like, I'm, on my Spotify, I just I just press like, like on yeah. all any song that I like and then go on and then just shuffle that rather than play playlists or whatever because I quite like that sort of juxtaposition of it going from yeah something quite mellow I think when I was yet yesterday I was I was like I just got home and I just I just put Spotify on whilst I was unpacking and it literally went from uh I think it went from Tony Bennett Tony Bennett the way you look tonight straight into uh oh who was it it was somebody like all I've got in my head now is Slayer. It obviously wasn't Slayer, <laughs> but it was it was something like um went from Tony Bennett. I think it went from Tony Bennett to something like Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. It was quite sort of yeah, like big attacky. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I I like it. I like it. Um, we just did a podcast really recently. Me and um Jeff Lloyd, who's a a, a great sort of um journalist and um big sort of music fan uh where we basically like filled in each other on uh an like an area of music that the other person didn't know about so he his job was to like educate me on solo paul mccartney and my job was to educate him on naughty's edm and (laughs) i don't think I've ever laughed so much as because like, I had to curate a playlist for him yeah. and he was like yeah one thing I wanted to bring up with you was this artist called um, As Soon As Possible Rocky and that absolutely killed me. I was like I think you mean ASAP Rocky but we can call him As Soon As Possible Rocky if you'd like um, yeah incredible As Soon As Possible Rocky that'll stay with me for a while. I, I think that he needs to change his name to that now. Yeah As Soon As Possible Rocky I love uh, it Amazing. Right. So 23rd of October, Southampton Mast. Really looking forward to it. People can get tickets now. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I don't think I've ever gigged in Southampton before, which is mad. I've been to Southampton to get to a gig on the Isle of Wight, but I've never gigged in Southampton. So I'm uh, I'm very, very excited for it. Really, and really we're, buzzing. We're looking forward to having you. And thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, best of luck with the tour. And we'll see you in October. Thanks so much, Simon. Yeah, see you soon. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.